This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, just when you thought it was safe to listen to the radio again, if you are somebody that is guilty of some sort of shenanigans, maybe you've committed a terrorist attack or maybe you've cut me off in traffic, this is the segment where you are going to be reckoned with. This is the segment where... It's time for you to pay the piper, because it is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciations. I must begin with Columbia University, the Morningside Heights School, part of the Ivy League, considered one of the best schools in America. Well, it turns out they submitted false data to U.S. News and World Report, the college rankings, and because of this false data that they submitted, they have fallen in the ranks from the number two school in the country to the number 18 school in the country. Their lofty school ranking was questioned after a math professor at Columbia wrote a blog accusing Columbia of using inaccurate, dubious, or highly misleading data. In its submission to U.S. News and World Report, now the university admitted during the first week in September that it had overstated its numbers for how many small classes it offered and how much of the faculty hold a doctorate or the equivalent of the highest degree in their fields. Their response? They deeply regret it. Deeply regret it. Well, that's that's just fine. Um, What is it they say? Deep regret, don't butter the bread. Deep regret, don't walk the dog. I must denounce Facebook. Facebook, a dual denunciation for Facebook. Facebook has been monitoring users' private messages and informing the Justice Department of people who have questioned the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. This is frightening, I'll be honest with you, because... I'm, I, you know, I don't question the outcome of the 2020 election. I think there are things that could have gone better, but I recognize the fact that Biden won. But I have a whole bunch of friends that do question the outcome of the 2020 election. And you know what? They have every right to do so. And 
the fact that I'm sure I've commu- I don't use Facebook Messenger much, but I'm sure I have communicated with some of these people. And now the fact that Facebook is going to take my communications with these people, private communications, and not only spy on them, well, you figure, okay, it's their platform. They're looking at the messages anyway, but rat me out and rat my friends out to the um, Justice Department? That's not right. That's not right. I think when most people sign up for Facebook, even if they're clicking accept at the terms of service, most people don't think that their political beliefs are going to cause them to be ratted out to the Justice Department. I'm also denouncing Facebook because Facebook and TikTok have blocked Gustav Castlestrand, the leader of the AFS party in Sweden, and Evelina Hahn, one of that party's candidates for the legislature there, they've actually blocked these party leaders, these politicians in Sweden, from accessing their social media accounts ahead of the election. So they were several days out from the parliamentary elections, and these social media companies, Facebook and TikTok, blocked these officials from accessing their own accounts effectively cutting the party's ability to communicate with tens of thousands of their followers. Now, when we talked about when we talk about rigged elections and things like that, this is why people think the elections are rigged. Because Facebook is trying to put their thumb on the scale and prohibit a political party from communicating with the users that are subscribing to their channel. I mean, this is outrageous. Join Facebook. Not only will we rat you out to the authorities, but if you have political positions that we don't like, we're not going to let you use our service to communicate. I mean, what? What? Facebook, much like Columbia University before you, I do denounce you. I must denounce Chris Smith, a uh, state park police officer in uh, the state of New Jersey... Uh, who has now been indicted for stealing at least $160,000 from two unions over a seven-year period. So he raided the coffers of two unions that he ran to fund plane tickets and lavish dinners in New York and Philadelphia. He faces a charge of theft by unlawful taking. Chris Smith, I do denounce you. I must also denounce Adriana Smith, a substitute gym teacher in Louisiana, who thought it was a good idea when she was subbing to pay children $5 to tackle one of their classmates. That's right. Adrena Smith bribed five different North Cato Elementary middle school students, three of whom took the bait and attacked their classmate during an August 23rd gym class. Police obtained video of this disturbing ordeal showing the 24-year-old substitute sitting on the bleachers as the trio of students bullied the victim. Following the attack, the victim laid on the gym floor. But Smith made no effort to help, nor did she report the incident. 
The video also captured Smith speaking with five students and later apparently congratulating the three who participated in the battery. The North Cato Elementary Middle School principal reported Smith to police and fired the substitute. She's been arrested. Police are still investigating the incident and said additional arrests are pending. I must announce the state of Utah. Utah has been ranked, this was quite a surprise to me, but a new Forbes advisor report reveals that Utah has the worst road rage across the entire United States. I tell you, this would not even have been in my top 30. If you were to say, guess which state has the worst road rage, uh, road rage I would have said California. Okay, it's not California. What is it? It's New Jersey. Okay, it's not New Jersey. What is it? It's New York. It's not New York. What is it? It's Pennsylvania. If it's not Pennsylvania, what is it? It's Florida. I would never have guessed Utah. You know why? Because all these Mormons don't drink. They're all uptight. They're ready to fly off the handle at a moment's notice. Um, I'm joking about that, by the way. The report also discovered that 27% of Utah drivers knew someone else in the state who had been injured from a situation involving road rage. Chill out, Utah. Chill out. They're honking at people. They're using offensive gestures at other drivers. I want to denounce. So, Utah, I do denounce you. I must also denounce artificial sweeteners. Oh, yes. Artificial sweeteners. New research once again shows they're not good for you. I'm starting to regret that Diet Coke I had yesterday. Researchers say artificial sugar substitutes aren't a healthy alternative. Artificial sweeteners, which can be found in everything from soft drinks to baked goods to yogurts. A new study published in the British Medical Journal has found that artificial sweeteners may be harmful to your health and could potentially lead to heart disease. Stay away from those artificial sweeteners. And this this next one really hurts. I hate to do this, but I must. Because part of being um, an independent arbiter is doing the right thing even when it's difficult. And that is why I must denounce my friend and colleague, Dominic Carter. So, when I got here last night, the entire kitchen reeked of seafood. And I said, oh boy, somebody opened up that fish jerky that Donna from Huntington sent me, and it's stinking up the whole place, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. So I look over in the fish jerky corner. No, it's not open. So what is it? Did somebody leave fish out? I'm looking around. I don't see anything. Sure enough, I'm, I walk 20 feet away. It still reeks of fish. This horrible fish smell. And look, I'm a seafood lover. I can't imagine if you're not a seafood guy or gal, what this fish smell smell like to you. So sure enough, I come to learn after launching an investigation that Dominic heated up some fish 
some uh, a crab cake specifically in the science oven in the kitchen, the microwave oven. And sure enough, here we are, four and a half, five hours after he did this heating up of this crab cake. The entire kitchen and the 20-foot area surrounding the kitchen reeks of crab cake. It is, and I like crab cake, it is absolutely revolting. It is absolutely revolting. I'll tell you, when I was on Newsmax uh, doing a show called Liquid Lunch with uh, John Tobacco, his brother Derek helped build a makeshift studio. And we built the studio. Basically, it was a a street-side studio, the glass plate window. It was really cool. And Derek brought in a toaster oven. And on the first day that he set up this toaster oven, he said, we have only one rule. Don't heat up fish because it's going to cause everything to stink. And then one day, one day, six, seven months after that, I said, Derek, I have to ask for special dispensation for this rule. I ha- he, and he said, before I could even finish my question, he said, if you're going to ask about heating up fish, don't even think about it. And sure enough, he was right. He was right. And uh, Dominic violated the prime directive of communal sharing of kitchen facilities. And he, heat up the, he heated up this uh, crab cake. And now we're all paying the price for that. Never thought I'd see the day. But Dominic Carter, I do denounce you. I must also denounce Rachel Richardson. Hey, did you hear that story about that um, college volleyball player who said that spectators at um, Brigham Young University hurled racist abuse at her? Well, turns out the claims were never proven. And it took a student newspaper to expose the truth as major media outlets, and I'm sure you saw the story, major media outlets just ate this story up. So this story first made headlines last month when Rachel Richardson, a Duke University sophomore, went public with allegations that she had been subjected to racist slurs every time she served during a volleyball match in Utah. You know, she figures, all right, the state's known for its road rage. They're probably racist, too. But Brigham Young University dropped a bombshell last week when it revealed that its extensive investigation into the matter, which involved reviewing multiple videos and closed-circuit television, had found zero evidence to support 19-year-old Rachel Richardson's claims. The university also issued an apology and overturned a ban on the unidentified fan who Duke officials claimed was responsible for hurling the racist abuse at Richardson. Bottom line here is there was no racist abuse. No racist abuse. This girl made it up. She made it up. I don't know if she did it for attention. I don't know if she did it because 
She wanted to call attention to racism. I don't know if she did it because is this is what she thinks really goes on, and she wanted to kind of bring it into check or make this a prophylactic measure. I don't know why she did it. She made it up. Now, the other question you have to ask yourself is, why in the world did every single media outlet, not every single one, but many of the major media outlets report this story with zero evidence and zero corroboration. Why? Because so much of the media is so eager to print a story about someone being racist, even when they're not. This is the story here. The fact that the Brigham Young volleyball fans are not racist and the fact that the major media outlets in this country are so eager for someone to be racist that they'll print that you are just by one person saying so, even if there's no independent corroboration. I must announce Reynaldo Rivera Ortiz Jr. This is really something. Uh, this is a doctor, Mr. Ortiz, who is one sick individual. Uh, Dr. Ortiz has been arrested. Dallas doctor. He has been tampering with IV beds. Dr. Reynaldo Ortiz Jr. was taken into custody just yesterday. And for warming IV bags, which would cause patients serious complications. He's also accused of playing a role in the death of a physician that suffered a heart attack after inserting an IV in June. And apparently, um, this doctor, an anesthesiologist, had a long history of questionable tactics So um, I don't know what's going on with this fella. I don't know what his motivation was here, why he would um, kill a colleague. I don't know if he had something against this guy or if this was an accident or if he got off. You know, some people are what they call code junkies that uh, intentionally cause a health issue so that they can come in and uh, be the the hero. But apparently uh, this... Dr. Ortiz had a long history of questionable conduct before this, and um, he's been disciplined by the Texas Medical Board in the past. I'll tell you, if I ever had surgery, I would want to know if my anesthesiologist had this kind of a history. And finally, I must denounce... So, Dr. Ortiz, needless to say... I do denounce you. Uh, And finally, I must denounce the glorious burden by iced earth. I um, don't even know what this is. But according to Spin Magazine, which you could read at spin.com, they have ranked the 12 worst heavy metal albums of all time. And sure enough, worse than... um, Emotive's A Perfect Circle, or A Perfect Circle's Emotive. Worse than Graveyard Classics by Six Feet Under. Worse than We've Come for, all, for You All by Anthrax. 
the worst heavy metal album of all time is the 2004 album, The Glorious Burden. Now, look, art is subjective. So what's great to you might be terrible to me. But um, this is a pretty compelling case that um, Spin makes for this being the worst heavy metal album of all time. Not only are they saying it was the worst of all time, but that this particular album, The Glorious Burden, was the beginning of the end for Iced Earth. Uh, One of the people in the band, Mr. Schaefer, fell further into right-wing extremism over the years and then finally graced the front pages last year, not as a heavy metal hero, but for his involvement in January 6th as part of the Oath Keepers. Spin describes Schaefer as a wannabe tyrant who deluded himself into thinking he was fighting against tyranny. Um, And they say that the glorious burden is his joke of a legacy. They say, the good folks at Spin, that the stench is just intoxicating. So, with the caveat that art is subjective and uh, that I've actually never heard this album, I figure if you're going to be the worst heavy metal album of all time as determined by anybody... eh, When you're looking for one more denunciation to fill out the list, that uh, certainly fits the bill. Now, because I know nothing about heavy metal, we're uh, bringing in our resident death metal expert, who is not an expert in heavy metal, but he is an expert in death metal. So that's like a cousin of heavy metal, as I understand. No, no, I'm I'm an expert in all things metal. All things metal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you aware of this? All things metal? I was not aware of that. Even silverware. Yeah, exactly. Even silverware. <laughs> I would go so far, Frank, as to denounce their entire discography. I despise... Iced Earth? Yeah, Iced oh. Earth. I Do you dis- agree with this? Oh, yeah, big time. I despise Iced Earth. And the thing that really I think is hilarious to me is, you know, I come with my song, Live Streamed Crimes, where I'm singing about, uh, you know, people... Live streaming violent, heinous acts. Very nice, yes. Without condoning, feel it, mind song. you. Yeah, feel good song. Now, Iced Earth, they tend to sing about things that people would say it's maybe not feel good per se, but it's certainly maybe lighter topics. Like, uh, you know, on previous albums, they are known for being more of like Lord of the Rings type people. Okay. You know, uh, and then you have their main songwriter and guitarist, John Schaefer being one of the people involved in the in the Capitol riots. I'm not saying that the fact that he sing, that they write songs about Lord of the Rings leads to, you know, violence and uh extreme right-wing um it, well, extremist behavior in any type, but what I am saying I guess is if you don't sing about the ugly things, maybe you're keeping something pent up ah, by yourself. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting. So the reason you're not out there rioting all the time under your theory is that uh, you're getting that out of your system through through art. A more positive way. All yes. Right, okay. All right. That's an interesting theory. By the way, I just got a message from Chris and the Catskills oh. and John from Brooklyn, <laughs> and they, they also do not like Iced Earth. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure John wasn't listening to it when he went to Syracuse or Brown, you know, um, or when no, Chris Stuyvesant, was a politician. Oh, yeah, right. All right. Uh, what so did I say? That is the list of this week. Syracuse. No, oh, Syracuse. Denunciations. Yeah, yeah. Um, may God have mercy on your soul.
800-848-9222 if you want to comment. You know who's joining us next? Sven Gulli. And I couldn't be more excited. This will be a uh, very, very... I was trying to come up with a ghoulish pun, but one escapes me. That's what happens at the end of the week. This will be a ghoulish, a ghoul of an interview. A, not a jewel, but a ghoul of an interview. This is The Other Side of Midnight, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.